This is the Space Between Podcast. You know, in church, they'll just sing words. Like, there's, there's no melody. They'll just go, welcome to church. Well, not, not, not welcome to church. They'll be like, um, <laughs> what would they say? I can't think I of anything. I feel like you're making that up. No. Oh, that's because you. No, I know what you're talking about when they say, like, in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I know yeah, what you're yes. saying. It's, it makes it like a. Uh, uh, you yeah, know, that's yeah. it. Oh, nostalgia. Oh yeah. I, well, this, this is not. They still do it. You know. No, but when, it's just that when you're I went to church. a fucking heathen is what it is. No. You know. What's this? Th- this is not right. Right? It's I like what you're talking about. Oh. That's you, good. You, no, I I fucking fixed it. Is why oh. it's good. Yeah, I've been having a problem the past few episodes. You've I, been having a problem. Period. <laughs> Well, that's on period. What do you mean? I'm just kidding. Uh, that's because you woke up tired. My, well, my real problem is this. Why don't you get a haircut today? I, um, I'm quite Hasidic, you know? <laughs> um, well, the thing is that I don't care how I look in public. I mm. care how I look to these fucks, okay? Yeah, so you can still get a haircut for that reason. Well, not today is the point. I, I would get it before the next episode. Mm. I gotta tuck my Hasids back. Because we're doing a fucking episode already. I know. But I'm going to work today, so you can do it. I don't fucking want to do it. I want to do it before the next podcast. Okay? All right, everybody. Next podcast. Make note. How does it feel to be a biter? My my name is Pat Shand. And this is my stupid wife, you know? Fix this. I don't know what's happening. It's kind of like um, an 80s I could see your scalp before when you looked away, like this way, because everything was pushed to the side because it's wet from the shower. Oh, it's wet. We should do this before we start recording. I got that probably. wet. Got that wet. Got that wet ass scalp. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to them. Fuck. Okay, so yesterday was my fucking birthday. Okay? 28 years of age. And it was cool because... One of my favorite parts of yesterday was one of my coworkers niece had a baby on my birthday. So me and the baby share the birthday. And that was wonderful circle of life type shit. Yeah. So I had a good time. It's as if as your body dies, a new life comes in. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, so that was nice. I did go to work, but I before that, we had a long weekend together as a couple in Yeah. As a couple in love. We went. Tell it what we did. First, the herb farm. We went to an herb farm, you know. Back, yep. back when I was a young boy, herb is what you would call like a bitch. Like, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not being a misogynist. I'm talking about a, a male bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, like you would be like, yo, Dwayne's a fucking herb. I shouldn't say Dwayne. I actually know a, a Dwayne who um, I probably called a herb in the past, you know. Um, let's see. Like, Jonathan Castillo was a herb, we'd say. I feel like I've heard my brother say 
curb. Yeah. Yeah. Or what's the name? It's like a name they use. Herbert. A Daryl. A Daryl. Yeah. What does a Daryl do, do you think? A Daryl's like a dumbass. Like, I've heard my brother be like, what a Daryl. That, that, I think it's California exclusive. <laughs> Let you know? us know. We'd say Herb Punk, we'd say, you know. Mm-hmm. What else? What else? What else? So, yeah, we, we went to the Herb Farm, right? It was really nice. They have things for sale, like, if you're, like, a gardener and shit, which I'm not. But we still walked around. It was really pretty. There was some water there. There was, like, this this older couple, and the guy was playing guitar. So oh, we yeah. listened to that for he, a little He was bit. serenading her and stuff, Yo. you know. He, he, was try- he was trying to get some of that, you know? That's when we were talking about, like, is this a first date? He's trying to get laid, or have they been together for years? Yeah, trying to like, figure out if, if it's, yeah. Or is he like, come to the park with me, and I'll serenade you? Oh. So, yeah. Hello. So how did it turn out? <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure, because we let them be. Yeah, we didn't figure it out, but he was definitely... But it was um, fun to... Yeah, he had some guitar action going. He 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 was singing Ave Maria. No, he was singing a recognizable song though. Remember? Yeah, what song was it? I don't remember because I didn't recognize it. You did. Oh. Okay. Well, if it could have been anything, if Pat recognized it, he has such a wide variety of musical tastes. I know his mind is vast. Hey man, I'm I'm gonna need you when you speak to my wife, right? The voice yes. needs to go a little higher, you know? Well, like, I, I can't, Pat, I can't help my baritone sounds, right? <laughs> that's, just, that's just how it comes out, baby. This is just, this is just it, baby. It's cool because, don't take offense to this. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? What, what are you gonna say? Is it what sounds I'm like there's like some smooth pebbles in his throat and it's <laughs> It's, I do tend to swallow river rocks at times just to I'm work saying. on this, on this sound. Cause it happens, there's you know. aquarium in there? I'm just Yes, kidding. very much so, very much so. There's fish I and all kinds of things. So what's up dudes? I bet you could sing, man. No, I can't. I was in, in middle school, I was a, um, a tenor. And then my voice changed and then I was all over. Yeah, yeah. Totally. you know? Well, I think it's beautiful. Oh, thanks, Pat. I think you're beautiful. Oh, oh that's so thanks, sweet. man. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm having a kind of a, a rough day right now. I'm having a... It's been like 27 minutes long. I'm having trouble with this right here. I, um, I was editing last week's episode and I was like, wow. Look at that. You know? It's very straight right now. Like you've been playing with it. Yeah. So it hasn't like curled. I'm going to make it fray my face, you know? It, it, at the same time, too, though, man, you have to give yourself a bit of a, a bit of a break. That's my son. Say hi, Bobby. Hello. You have to give yourself a bit of a break, man. It's a quarantine, son. Like everybody's got quarantine hair, baby. Like this is just what it is. Exactly. You know, give your give yourself a break, man. Yours is a bit glorious, though. You know. You know. His has some volume to it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had a haircut since Thanksgiving. Really? Yes. I cut my. Actually, that's not true because I cut my own hair. Um, which is very difficult to do. The yes. top, very easy. The back, very difficult. So I have like a sweet kind of Kurt Russell-esque like 1984 mullet coming in, which is pretty dope at the moment. Yeah. So my yeah, wife my wife keeps threatening to cut my hair, but I won't let her because I've seen what she's done to my son and she ain't good at it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let me walk around like an eight year old, you know? I'm interested. Yeah. How, how is how is your head shape overall, you know? Oh Pat. I mean, if you think my hair is awesome, 
yeah, yeah. my head shape is like oh, it's top notch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my the back of my head must have never touched that uh that that crib mattress, baby. My mama was always holding me tight in her arms, Jack. I got a beautifully shaped head. <laughs> so oh, so you had to get some back to it, huh? Yeah, some- yeah, but just a little bit, not not too much, because I don't want like a log head. Yeah, this is but. Like a little bit of a cube. Yeah, but, yeah. My, my head's very cube. It looks like you know how like you 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 were cradled, right? So mm-hmm. you had that curvature to the back of your head. Your mom's very bony, so it was like a square <laughs> in her cradle. <laughs> yeah, just flattened out. Yeah. It's almost as if instead of being cradled, my mom took a shovel and bashed in the back of my head. No, oh, right? please don't say that. Like this, right? Watch. Like so, the the, the front of the head has like the, your butt. It, yes, it's much like my butt. I mean, uh, my entire back. Like, I could lean against the wall and just be perfectly against the wall. You know, every part of my body touches. That. <laughs> that's terrible. Hey, I do. I'm going to copy this link and invite Kevin because he's having a, a hard time getting in through his Gmail. So, can I yeah, do yeah, that? Okay. All right. I don't. I don't want to. You know, act like I, this is my podcast, but I know how to use Zoom, so I'm just going to do it. Invite yeah, him in for it. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, how are you guys doing? Real good. It's kind of rainy out here. We're in New York. Where are you? I am in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it is be- it's a beautiful day today awesome. in Cincinnati, Ohio. You're That's outside, beautiful. huh? Yes. My Well, my wife is inside. Um, she has been working remotely since all this happened. Um, she's inside having like big people meetings. So uh, daddy comes outside to rock the podcast interview because I mean, I can't. She's, she makes all the money. So I can't be like, Stephanie, you need to stop having your meeting about this important stuff so I can talk about comics and the shape of my head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Too, And at least it's nice out so you can be out here. The sound's really good, so. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let yeah, me write. we're chilling. I have work a bit later at like three o'clock, but we uh, do the podcast before work and it, it's nice because it helps me get ready for the rest of the day. Yeah. yeah. I'm um, just drinking some coffee. Of Pat course. He really just woke up. He took a shower, and then he's now he's complaining about his hair. And that's <laughs> your hair, your hair looks great, man. Pat, you just be you're being too hard on yourself, dude. <laughs> I have this um, I have this struggle inside of me where I'm too hard on myself, uh-huh. and, and I'm also too celebratory on myself. Like, <laughs> um, like damn, what I just wrote is not good. That too, like, I'll, but it's true. Like, I'll read what I'll read, like, a letter proof of, of what I wrote, and I'm laughing, I'm crying, and stuff, you know. And I'm just like, this writer is my fucking favorite writer, you know. Uh-huh. Um, Sometimes I'm like, what are you laughing at? He's like, something I wrote. <laughs> but, but it's nice though, because that's your passion. So you want to be proud of what you do, like exactly proud of what they do. Even the guy, like my dad was on. Uh, my dad called me yesterday, and I was talking to him. And he was like talking about how well his like surgery recovery was going and how simple and fast the surgery was. And I was thinking to myself, that surgeon should be damn proud of what he does. Yeah. Help my dad. And that's like a skill. So like when you write something, you're like, that's good. That's the same thing as me coming home from a day of work and being like, I did everything I needed to do. Yeah, dude, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with that. I believe what Fife Dog way back in the day said, if he ever went solo, his favorite MC would be him. So I mean, like you've gotta be you've gotta be your biggest fan, but you can't let it, you know, run crazy. You also have to be kind of realistic to some extent too. But I mean, why shouldn't you hype your own shit? That's what we're doing this for, right? Yeah, you just brought up something that I think about quite a lot. Um in hip hop, right? It's 
you're supposed to be your favorite. You're supposed to think that you're in the top five. Yes. That, that's what it is. You know, I, every rapper has an, an I'm the best track. In comics, it's almost as if, like, you're supposed to put out the idea that you're the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. Like, people will promote their stuff by saying, um, um, this is my new series, um, uh, crying emoji number one. And I'm saying that because I have a little stuffed animal of a crying emoji there, you know? Um, <laughs> my new series, um, crying emoji number one. And it has amazing letters by the incredible uh, uh, skeleton decoration. It, it, it has uh, beautiful colors by the phenomenal cat calendar. It has, it's blessed with art by um, Amy Shand. And I'm, <laughs> and they're so beautiful for putting up with my shitty script. Like yeah. I'll see that kind of stuff, you know? And it, it's depreciating. Yeah, it's like that's how, that's how you sell your shit, bitch. You know. I mean, but I think in comics, to some extent, um, at least the way Kevin and I have always kind of rocked it out, where, and I think you probably have an understanding of this too as well, Pat. The artist does. 90% of the heavy lifting. Like if someone looks at me and goes, man, this Metal Shark Bro book is awesome. What they're really saying is, man, this art jumps off the page and I love it. Because it's a visual medium. It, you know, it takes, it takes a long time for people to appreciate writers in that way because they have to sit down and kind of uh, marinate with the material and they have to go over it and, and to find like, you know, clever ideas and themes yeah. and things like that. But art just pops. It's important to when it comes to selling the comic. Oh, completely. True. Yeah. You know, you can have a great black and white book, but I mean, if it looks like if the art sucks, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I've always said. You can have a great, you could be the greatest writer in the whole wide world, but if your artist is garbage, then then your book sucks. You could have the greatest art in the whole wide world, but if your letters are shit, then your book sucks. That's you know what I'm saying? So, so I think the writers kind of, at least the better ones, or I think the ones that know they're good, <laughs> kind of play the background because it is such a visual medium, if that makes sense. That's a good point. I, I do feel... Oh, oh, that's a plane. I thought, for, for some reason... Plane. I was just playing hard. I thought that was um, uh, a Drake song starting for some reason. <laughs> I, I heard a specific Drake song building, and our, our last video actually uh, got demonetized because we had uh, six seconds of a Drake song in there. Huh. Pat, I promise. Amy, I make you the same promise. You will never hear a Drake song coming out of my house. Ever. <laughs> oh. Ever. Ever. Oh, ever. Okay. I got no time for that. I ain't got no time for Drake. <laughs> very good uh, no time. Very, very good very good what kind of music do you listen do you like um i like a wide variety of things uh i like to start my day off every day i'm a stay-at-home parent that's my like my main job okay. um every day i like to set a tone in the morning with the kids because sometimes they'll wake up and they'll feel grumpy and kind of eh. so i like to set the tone every morning we listen to ella fitzgerald and louis armstrong Again, it's called it's called Ella and Louie again, and it's a record that they did together that's super fun, and I feel like it's the kind of best way to set a tone because you can't be sad when you're listening to Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. Like, it automatically, like, sets the day off right, and then we just kind of go from there, you know? You know um, funny is when I babysat, when I would wake them up in the morning, like, instead of just, like, going into their dark room and being like, hey, get up. Instead, I would put 
like her favorite whatever kids bop or she's into Taylor Swift, I'd put that on. And then I'd turn the music on. And then I'd be like, okay, like you guys, time to wake up. Then she wakes up hearing her favorite music and she's in a good mood and stuff. It's like a psychological thing. Yeah, instead of hearing my dumb voice, I'm sure my daughter would much rather hear Taylor Swift. So (laughs) let's just rock it out. Let's just get, let's just have fun, you know? And we have someone here who is wearing the uh, famous iconic uh, glasses and beard disguise. <laughs> I mean, that's my constant disguise, Pat. I mean, got three sets of glasses and three beards here. Yep. <laughs> my beard's kind of gone. You know, it's on the way back, but you know, it's yeah. So my beard is very patchy. It's not good. And this is just an excuse so I can shave a mustache in, which I plan on doing probably in the next couple of days. I'm telling you, you need to keep it. Like my it, wife hates it though. She hates it. With she the ascot, it. you're like a total young Mr. Furley. Like it works for you. Like that's what I'm going for. <laughs> Wait, like, hold on. So she hates the beard but wants the mustache? No, no, no. She hates, she doesn't mind the actual whole facial hair. Yeah. But when I get, when I'm feeling kind of froggy and silly, I'll shave everything down but a mustache and like the little soul patch thing. And it gives oh. off like a weird like Mark Maron vibe, but she fucking hates it. And she's like, I can't even look at you. So I just shave it all off. But this time I'm going to keep it for like at least a day or two. That's my just, plan. Just shave right before a con and then you put the ascot on and you have that whole like threes company. Yeah, well, who knows what there's going to be another con though. So, I mean, I mean, God eventually knows, there, yeah. there will be one day and, and you'll need to be like, take a look at his new. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hold on. I, I want to, because we haven't even introduced you guys yet. Oh, yeah. And we've just been kind of like talking and talking about my hair, which is like this now. It's you glorious. Know? It's not, I mean, I love it. It's not bad. It's glorious. Yeah. It's better yeah, than yeah. Kevin's. I, I mean, like my hair is monkey, totally you know? shaved. Yeah, totally shaved down. Yeah, oh, but you Hold do, on. You do have that monkey vibe. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Hold on. Can, can I see? He yeah, just before the, the hat down. comes off. Kevin doesn't take the hat off. I'm like an action. Well, I, I just, he's I, bald. I'm not bald. <laughs> no, I don't there. Yeah, there's hair. I, I just don't. I'm just used to being a single dad, uh, so I always threw the hat on to go out. So exactly. it's now a habit. Like every time I, I just put the hat on, so yeah, it's become a weird it's habit. Protecting your face from the sun, which is and and COVID true. and and, yes, and other true. things. That's what the beard is for. It's a COVID. This is like there's just full oh, face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Mom>, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, long. it's like a um, nice and thick beard, like a Viking beard. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. Um, welcome to the podcast. Which are from Scandinavia. Me? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, we play this uh, game called Brain Quest. Okay. It's designed for fifth graders, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, I don't know the answers. Yeah, we don't know the fucking answers. It's, uh... <laughs> listen. But I know listen. now. Amy, listen. <laughs> fifth grade is fucking hard. I have a fifth grader in my house who is currently fifth grading it up, and she comes to me with stuff, and I'm... I'm just dumbfounded. I'm like, I have no idea what this is. I don't know where we are here. Let's find ourselves a Google video. Yeah. Especially with math, I got no shot. Social oh, studies, oh. I'm a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But the math stuff, please. Same please. Stuff. <laughs> We're going to bring up Brain Quest and ask you guys a few questions. Oh, shit. Right. I'll, have to go. I'll have to grab my daughter. She can rock them out. <laughs> but seriously, I'm so impressed with these kids, like, this year with school. Like, the girl that I babysit again, she's like, what eight and she's doing school fully online she gets in there she goes on her zoom thing she has to pay attention to the screen the whole time do her homework and everything i like have tried to do online school 
and I didn't finish. I was like, I can't stay on track with this shit. (laughs) Impressive that these kids, like, they have to change their routine and everything like that. And they're still, like, trying to keep up and do this shit. Yeah. And learn. Yes. And and then the parents, I heard, especially in the beginning, there wasn't too much of, like, lesson plans or stuff. They're Mm -hmm. having to teach the kids everything that the teacher would be teaching them in the day. So now your parent has a job and then also is a teacher, not paid. I would teach our kids some real bullshit, though, you know? <laughs> like moms on TikTok being like, this year we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. And some more whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, go outside, maybe take a trip. Like, if you can, if it's safe, like, you know, go learn something. But it doesn't have to be like this algebra that I don't even know. No, I'll, I'll be like... This year, we're learning how to edit my podcast. Yes, right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like yours more would be like like Pat would be more like recreation of like '90s hip hop videos with your child in it. Like, you... <laughs> <laughs> can good. we adopt kids just to do that? Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, I'm gonna give you gentlemen a chance to introduce each of yourselves and talk about what you do, and um, you know why i've left you on this thing okay (laughs) i've actually been on your podcast which um we'll get into too quite quite a lot it's a fun show and you both have you know attractive faces voices and bodies okay thanks hey thank you you, you're a great guy you you guys are are super attractive yourself i feel so good about myself right now pat i'm just ear to ear <laughs> All right. Oh, yes, so, the compliment from Pat is like a golden ticket. Yeah, you know, I um the car you between there. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's Willy Wonka and this is his fucking chocolate factory. Yeah, Amy will <laughs> Amy will introduce me to a friend and we'll be leaving and Amy was like she'll be like, that was nice. And I'm like, was it? You know, <laughs> He likes like one of my friends a lot. Yeah. Well, that happens though. I mean, whatever. We just have different tastes in people for whatever reason. But you have tastes in each other, which is all that matters. Yes. The most important thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I am mostly teasing. You know, I don't. Like- <laughs> I'm mostly teasing. I like how we threw that in. I'm mostly teasing. Just wait till he's grumpy and old like us. Like he's gonna be way worse. Like give him ten years to like mature like a fine wine. Yeah, he'll always go hang out. He'll always, like, go to a bar that he doesn't want to go to because I want to go and stuff. And, like, I know inside that he'd, like, maybe rather not be there or whatever, but I also know that he'd more rather, like, just come with me and hang out and, like, watch me enjoying myself. So that's, like, that's fine. Yeah. Well, that's what I do with Kevin when we go to BarCon. I just, I don't want to be there. I don't want to hang out, but I just do it for Kevin. That's very, yeah. Yeah, is it too early for bourbon? That's my question right now. Because like, I, I don't think it is. But no, that's just if me. If working today, I'd be having a glass of wine probably. <laughs> All right, so Kevin. Yes, sir. Introduce yourself, please. please. I'm Kevin Cuff. I am the co-writer and co-creator of Metal Shark Bro um, with that gentleman over there with the, the, the other glasses and beard, uh, big hair gentleman, Bob France. Um, and uh, that's what I do. Awesome. Oh, wait. <laughs> now, now, Bob. 
And uh, my name is Bob France. I am the co-writer and co-creator of Metal Shark Bro and a bunch of other things that we're currently working on that don't really have homes per se um, that we haven't kickstarted yet. So we're kind of just in the process of making these books. I feel that we're on this podcast because we appreciate Pat and his hip hop stylings and TikTok videos and all the videos he puts up online. I'm always, I'm always cheerleading you, Pat. I love them videos you be putting up, son. And uh, I, we've never actually met Amy before, so it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, so yeah, man, we're just, I, I think we're just here because Pat has a, uh, um, he has good tastes. And, and he has a fond place in our hearts. From, oh, from, you guys. from HelloFresh and, and, our, and our interesting <laughs> podcast. That was an awesome podcast. Oh yeah. So yeah, you guys have a podcast and Pat was a guest on there. And That's what, right. Talking about food. Uh, it, it devolved into that. I think we were supposed to talk about comics. We talked about everything under the sun, pretty much. But I mean, like, yeah. no offense. I mean, I, lo I, I love you, Pat. But I mean, like, I think people would rather get to know you than your process. Yeah. I think so, too, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. everybody's pro – I mean, because I, I guess there are kind of process junkies out there that love the, the to see how the sausage is made, if you will. But I think you'll build a, an audience if people kind of fall in love with you yeah. as opposed to the work because the work is always going to be something different. It's always going to change. You're always going to be working on a different project. But if they like you as a person and as an individual, they will kind of follow you from – project to project if that makes sense so we kind oh. of on our podcast we like to kind of focus more on the person behind the work if that makes sense it does us absolutely too. that's that's yeah. what we're doing like last last time pat he found himself like not apologizing but being like we, we'll talk about your work like we promise we just keep <laughs> like, oh no it's no problem like we're just friends talking and i was like that's a good name for our podcast because that's yeah wait hold on what <laughs> what <laughs> I I've been editing that podcast all week because I, I said a few names that, that made me have to go back and bleep them out because I I was talking about creators um how they were uh kind of incensed by um uh Kanye Reeves, right? Keanu. Uh, oh Keanu Reeves, right. Keanu Reeves, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how how he put up a Kickstarter and um and uh, how this famous celebrity was using Kickstarter when we indie creators kind of like um, have to fight for every pledge, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I drew a parallel between um, Keanu and like when someone who's big in our field, an A-list comics person um, goes into our field and yes. they'll put up a Kickstarter that has just an image and no video and no, they haven't really built a campaign and done no marketing and they'll, and they'll fund like that. But my point was that Keanu is this idea who we can just kind of like, kind of like throw pebbles at because he's a celebrity. But people don't keep that same energy when it's someone in their field doing something worse. Because Keanu, at least he had a video. Like yeah. they actually put together a campaign. Um, so I thought it was kind of hi hypocritical that we kind of go at someone like Keanu, who we know will never respond, versus someone like. And then I said a, a name. I, yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, in fact, I, I said the name. <laughs> See, but now you're gonna have to edit that out, man. And now you're gonna have to go back in and do some more editing, and that just seems so unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just don't, why edit? Why, why do it? But he's unnecessary. The, <laughs> no, Pat, Pat's not unnecessary. The 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 reason why I was laughing though was because I spent hours with this podcast, like 
just just making it right too because we had a little bit of a delay so i was cutting things out was a verbatim what was said almost like you were there once and you just repeated that that scene verbatim that was so weird that for, was for me I mean, you, you don't remember things I asked oh, you five minutes ago. Oh, it's because I'm a huge stoner or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all need hobbies, you know? No, but as for, the, okay. as for the Keanu Reeves thing, like, who cares? You know, it's easy. Like you said, it's easy to pot shot Keanu Reeves because I might not be tabling next to him at some con somewhere. And then I don't want word getting back to comic book writer A who works for a comic book company B that I want to try to work for one day to have bad feelings because I blasted him online because of Kickstarter. Yes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I can look cool and tough and say, if you Keanu Reeves, yeah. but it, it doesn't mean anything. And, and more, more than likely, the person who's backing Keanu Reeves' book isn't going to back Ninja Nuns, which just wrapped up on Kickstarter at 245% over, you know, at funding. So it's not oh, going to be, yeah. it's not going to be one of those <laughs> things. So it's like, I don't really have to worry about it. I mean, like Keanu Reeves do Keanu Reeves thing. Let superstar comic creator do their thing too. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't, it doesn't affect my audience. Well, Ted Theodore Logan's success is not your failure. It's true. It, it is it's not your true. failure. You're His exactly success right. is not your failure. So See, that's it, another thing I think that we do. Kevin and I had this, this conversation. You should talk to Jason McNamara. He's we, great. We brought you up to Jason McNamara because your Kickstarter game, Pat, is unparalleled. tight. Yeah. Because I got your last book, um, which was what, The Destiny, um, the, the Short Stories? Is yeah. that the, yeah. And as soon as I opened that book up, what fell out? A flyer. A flyer for your next fucking Kickstarter. The date on it, the project it was going to be. And I called Kevin and I was like, that is the tightest shit I've ever seen because that is genius, is what because said. you yeah. understand the power your market of Kickstarter too. And, and your and market your audience. Yeah. And I was just blown away by that, man. But um, thank you. I mean, I I wish I did that kind of stuff more. You know, it's um, a lot of the times, and I'm sure that you guys feel this too. Uh, Kevin, before you were on, Bob and I were talking about how um, so much of a, a higher percentage of the work of a comic um kind of leans on the artist, and so too is that true for um the hitting the deadlines of, of the comic, you know? <laughs> um, so there are certain things that have come up that have me uh, juggling projects that I thought were kind of going to be set in stone. And um, like, for instance, uh, this isn't a deadline thing, but I, I, I had to cancel a project after I announced it, but before I launched it on Kickstarter for March. And instead of just not doing something for March, I pulled our October campaign, uh, uh, Cherry Gilbert, that I did with Vita Ayala, I pulled that to March, you know, right. mm -hmm. and that really kind of like threw my shit off because I normally plan further ahead. So the rest of the year has been sort of the opposite of that flyer falling out. It's sort of been like um, uh, the idea of what the flyer would have been weighing on my soul. You know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but. Well, but but at the same time, too, I think if you have enough rapport and enough respect and enough communication with your audience, if you tell them like, hey, man, you know, things kind of fell through, we're working on the next thing, they'll go along with you. Like, it's, it's all about communication. Like, social media is a wonderful thing when it's used properly. And I feel like guys like you, um, Kevin is also very good at social media, like using that aspects to, to promote your stuff in a positive way.
there he is. There he is. But yeah, so I think you do a really great job, man. So don't, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about it. Yeah, and it's it's great that you have what I what I think is amazing, and the, that you should pat yourself on the back for. Please don't. Oh, my son agrees. Don't beat yourself up. Yes. <laughs> um, you should pat yourself on the back for having enough plate spinning to move one plate and and, and move it forward yeah. from because like you're beating yourself up for it, but not everybody has enough project spinning to where they could have done that. They would have just been just out of work for, for however long, three, four months. Little bitches, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, you're right. You know, the balance of self-appreciation yeah. see but i think what my original point though was i don't think we allow ourselves to enjoy our successes it's like i was talking to my friend jason mcnamara and we were talking about kickstarter and he was like so what's your goal and i told him and he's like well how much do you want and see and that even that just skews your whole mindset because you should be happy that you hit your goal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to having, as opposed to having like a secret goal in your head that you don't tell anybody about because you don't want to not hit that goal. I do that shit, yeah. Everybody does, but that's the (laughs) thing. And I think that just kind of plays into the whole kind of craziness that is kind of creatives in some way. Like enjoy your success. If you wanted three, if you asked for $3,000 on Kickstarter, which is no small amount of money and you got $3,001, be happy that you hit your goal. Don't be mad at yourself because well, I really wanted 45 because then you should have asked for 45 and then you would have maybe hit that too. So just allow yourself to enjoy the success that you achieve. If that makes sense. No, it doesn't. It does. Yeah. It's, um, the Kickstarter thing is rough because um, who posted about this recently? I think it was Justin Gray uh, posted about how it has become a game for him too. It's become this sort of like um, it, it hits highs and he chases those highs as he watches his campaigns climb. And, you know, that, that, that's true for me too. I feel like th- there's no um, more freeing and also more boring day for me than the day after a campaign. There's nothing... <laughs> Check on, and this is happening for you probably now too. That there's no real number to chase now. That you've that you're done. You you've succeeded, and there's the win to that. But there's also that like there's an empty spot in that sort of like um, dopamine that you would chase through seeing people give you money or seeing a, a real fucking bastard cancel a pledge. You know. I feel like you say that though, and it's it's true. But I've seen you work on Kickstarter and like they said, like you, when you have a Kickstarter campaign running, like you are like on running a marathon, like every day you wake up, you're on there, your social media, you're selling, you're doing everything you have to do. And then when you're done, like you're done running the marathon and I can see that you're like more relaxed at least. Yeah. And I, because I would always, I want to ask you guys too, what you would rather be doing, but when I'm doing kickstarter stuff when i'm doing social media i would always at any point rather be playing pokemon go you know um so i, I want to ask you guys so are my kids <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> show me your show pat your eevee pat's a big pat name your big pokemon we have some friends coming too hold on um Uh-oh. uh what I would you guys you rather be doing game. than the, the kickstarter like what is your escape when you're doing uh that that kind of work bourbon (laughs) (laughs) again uh beer (laughs) oh 
That's awesome. Where's he? <laughs> See, look, Pokemon unites everybody, man. I mean, my son has a, a. How do you say his name, Connor? What's the What's that Pokemon's name that you like that you have the stuffed animal of the green one? Is it Is it Rayquaza the chef? Oh. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Rayquaza. Rayquaza. There you go. He has a stuffed one of him, and it like actually coils up and like it has That's like cool. joints and stuff in it. Well, That's his I, favorite Pokemon. What would I rather be doing than than kick? What would I rather be doing than Kickstarter? Because you, you know, are like, what is? Because like I, what's your thing that you do for fun? Yeah, like what's your escape? Oh man, there's so. I mean, sometimes for me, it's just the uh, trappings of fatherhood, because like I have to kind of go out and do things like you know especially i like running kickstarters in the summer because it's nice that the kids will take me away from sitting in front of my computer machine and just watching that the pledges come in or go away you know what i'm saying so for me i think it's a big part of it is my family and just enjoying them you know That's beautiful yeah, yeah. Totally fair. we like to hang out like with our one of my favorite things to do like just when i'm chilling is to Sometimes I feel bad for some reason, like taking a nap in the middle of the day because I'm like, "Why? That's beautiful." But the best part is, then it it really doubles with like bonding time with our cats because as soon as they see that I lay down, they come and they're just like on top of me. (laughs) (laughs) They like it too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's it's nice to have like other other beings around. Yeah. Yes. No, totally. And I mean, to some extent too, I'm sure, Pat, I don't know if you're this way. Um, Kevin is to some extent just from speaking with him so much, but like, if I'm not doing something creative, I'm kind of miserable. Like I need to be working on something, whether We're it's just, always, yeah, yeah like whether shooting ideas back and forth yep. over text messages or emails. It's always or, something. Yeah. Or whether it's just walking around the house, like picking up clothes, thinking like, well, what's the next beat in that scene? What's the next what's the next line that character is going to say? Like even that stuff just kind of keeps me motivated and moving. So like it's, if I'm not being creative, if I'm not working on a project or a pitch or a scene, I'm kind of miserable. And my daughter likes writing comics too. She's, she's very good at it. She's got her own book that she works on. Oh my gosh. What is your book called? What's your book called? My book is called, the puppies and it's about bear pupcake and teapup and they move into a new house and decorate and they have to find hamburgers because they're hungry. <laughs> they're looking for hamburgers. It's super cute, man. Like and and she works at it. And we talked about we were talking today about how can I do this? How can I do that? So it's it's kind of fun to to go over the process with someone so young who's just trying to figure it out you know it's awesome yeah do you have like drawings at all of of the characters sophie do you have drawings at all of the characters you get your book why don't you show me why don't you email me a couple so i can make them out of clay (laughs) okay we can do that that's That's awesome awesome. that would be so fun that's so cool yeah like one time i went to what was it a girl scout troop I was, oh yeah. yeah i went to a girl scout troop we did a little like could become one clay making no <laughs> <laughs> clay making tutorial and a how to make comics sort of speech remember get into yeah. the comic book industry and that's awesome i love it man i love kids i have four younger younger brothers my youngest brother's like 16 i think 17 but 
um I just think that they're so cool and when I babysit and everything too and hanging out like my friend has a kid you tend you start to see them looking at the world and stuff and you try to like see it the way they're seeing it yeah and it's so cool like they're everything is so exciting and so new and fun you know yeah that's a good point imagination is like still running wild holy cow that's awesome let's see it that's the cover of the book how, how many pages is your book at this point man i want to make a eight book pages. it's like eight pages front and back nine it's pretty pages. nine pages wow. see show them some of your stuff it's pretty cool it's like a little Pomeranian that has like an outfit on. So it looks like kind of a, like a unicorn. That's beautiful. Yeah. And she's just rocking it out, man. She's having fun. That is so cool. That's really there's, cool. there's Ira from Metal Shark, bro. She totally stole our IP and put <laughs> oh, it in her book. Cease and desist, baby. She's getting that cease and desist. Just wait. So she has fun, man. Wow. And like, and we went to Raina Tellmeyer came to town. Sophie is a, what, a 10-year-old girl. So she's obviously into Raina Tellmeyer because they all are. We went to a talk with Raina and it was amazing. Like talk about a rock star. Oh my God, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen before in my whole life. <laughs> Look at that. It's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. I see so like, that. That's really neat. Yeah, it's cool. She's always been very creative. Actually, the first book that I ever had published was about her and a dinosaur. Like it was a, like a fourth birthday present that we did with Action Lab. Action Lab eventually picked it up, and there's Bobby. This is slowly evolving into a Pikachu podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that one's yes. a cool size. I love me. <laughs> but if he evolved, wouldn't it be a Raychu podcast? Yes. Well, yeah. Listen to Kevin go. That's why we keep Kevin around. He's got all the good lines. <laughs> um, I want to ask you guys some brain quest questions. Oh yeah, brain quest. What you want me to get it for you? Yeah, please. Yeah, and see how you do with a fifth grade level uh, school questions. You know, because th this terrible. Is <laughs> yeah, do that one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, it's sixth grade, so be Oh, great. man. We leveled up already. We weren't even trying, Bob. How'd that, how'd that happen? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Let's start here. Um, are you guys ready? Born to be. Oh, wait. He, his mic got disconnected. There yes, go. I, I'll try. We'll try our best. Okay. This is a geography question, okay? Oh, I love geography. Um, which is the smallest continent? It's a tough one. It is, I know. Because I, I, it's going to be one of two and Ooh, no, it could be the third one. Yeah, I, I feel like it could nice. be seven to me, you know? <laughs> well, I know it's not Africa. It's not no. Asia. No. Um, it's, not, it's not Europe. It's, it, might be, it might be Europe, Antarctica, or Australia. It's going to be one of those I would three. say Australia is the smallest. You think I so? Probably. All right, let's that go would be Australia. my guess. Let's go with Australia. Australia. Okay. Phone a friend. Australia. Nice, Kevin. Yeah. Good job. Good job, guys. Okay, so. <laughs> We're ready for sixth grade. History and civics. According to Buddha, which one eases pain? Med medication or meditation? meditation? Meditation. Yeah, come on. That's easy. There's questions like that that make me laugh. Beautiful <laughs> job, you guys. All right. Um, uh, oh, this is a tough one right here. Oh, my God. Science. Okay. Okay. Is each light year about six hundred million, sixty billion, or six trillion miles away? Ooh. Uh, so not away. 
Oh, not a way. Pat, this is what he does. <laughs> Every single question. Sometimes Reading is hard. Reading aloud is difficult. Sometimes he'll add words. Sometimes he won't say like at least three words from in the first sentence. Oh. See, but that makes me feel so much better about myself because I do the same thing. He does it too. Like, I'll yeah. be reading books to my kids and like I'll skip a word or I'll put a word that's not there because I want it to be. And my son is like, that's not no, daddy. That's the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes me feel so much better about myself, Pat. Or we're no, both I, kind of fucked. I, no, I, I do that. I mean, I um. I was the girl in class when I was like, all right, we're going to read out loud. I was like. <laughs> oh, I, I fucking hated reading out loud because I um, have a stutter. And just reading out loud in class, that's some real bitch-ass activity. You know, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's no time that I will stutter more than when I'm thinking about stuttering. Right. You know? Yes. Right. Um, in fact, there is a friend of ours that I want to have on the podcast, but I've never invited him because he has a stutter. And I feel like the entire episode, it would take fucking six hours with the two of us. You know? <laughs> 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 All right. So um, is each light year about 600 miles, 60 billion or 6 trillion miles? I would go six trillion. I'm going to agree with Kevin. We're a team. We're a writing team. That's correct. Damn, you guys are good. Well, we're very smart fifth graders. And they're <laughs> See, th that's true. That's true. <laughs> this is the kind of shit I can't fucking believe it is on this one. Um, what, the medication one didn't? <laughs> uh what was one of the first radios invented by Enrico Fermi or say that Marconi Marconi it's Marconi yeah Marconi it's Marconi well because I worked in radio for like 10 years and the awards they give out are called the Marconi so I kind of knew that one anyway oh. and I knew it from Jefferson Starship Marconi does the mamba. <laughs> Listen to the radio. That's yeah. why he's related yeah, to the radio. It's so cool when there's a bunch of different brains here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it reminds me of the movie Slumdog Millionaire. Have you seen That's it? a great movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. He knows all the answers. He does. Yeah. This is our last one. Are the Adirondacks in Maine, New York, or Pennsylvania? The Adirondacks. Adirondacks in New York. Yeah, they're in New York. Yeah. I'm starting to feel dumb, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that is because we've done this card before, and your oh. mom was very sure about it. She yeah. Well, the Poconos are mainly in Pennsylvania. The Adirondack yes. Mountains are in uh, New York. I have a friend that used to go there every summer on vacation. He used to go to the Adirondack Mountains. Yeah. So that's why I kind of know that, too. And I learned that in school in New York, in New York when I was when I lived in Queens. I went to PS one twenty two. So, Queens. I, so we're, wait a minute, hang hang on. Were we four for four? Yeah, you got it. There isn't like a celebration, anything like there's no streamers or nothing. <laughs> I'm kind of mad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a reward. Uh, there you go. You know what? I'll take that. That the fact that Pat is seething with rage makes it worth it for Kevin and I. He's, he's just gonna make a battle rap about you on TikTok. Oh yeah, there. dude, it's coming. He's gonna spit some evil stuff. You're gonna get the Ginger Nas battle rap, and then you're not gonna be able to get back at him because you're gonna be like that time Jay Z was like, "I got nothing." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A new friend, and I uh, sent her one of Pat's like.
TikTok rap videos and she's like, oh my fucking God. And then like, two seconds later, he goes, she just followed me. <laughs> but I mean, but the thing is though, like that's part of the fun. I, follow me. But that's part of the fun of social media. You might as well have the most fun you can have with it. And I mean, if, if someone sees your TikTok rap and goes, that's pretty funny. Who's Pat Shan? And they look you up, then it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's like anything else. You just do what you can to get your name out there. One comment said, I hope this is a joke. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, uh, that like, was no shit. That was the one. Where, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one where I posted a video saying that I'm quitting my writing career and I'm gonna just be a rapper now. And the uh, bars, I, I think the first one had lyrics, and and then it was all just sounds. And, and by the end, I was like, you know, <laughs> the other, I, I hope it's a joke. I'm like, yeah. you don't know. You know? I can't think of <laughs> He's making predator noises over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a male peacock. Don't they make like noise when they put their like tail up? I don't know, you zoologist. I don't know. <laughs> at the San Diego Zoo, there yeah. used to be peacocks that just walked around freely. Yeah, they do that at they do that at the Cincinnati Zoo too. Peacocks will just walk around. Turkeys do the same thing. They call it, I think it's pr preening. Like I went turkey hunting with, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. I went turkey hunting with my uncle and my uncle um, from my wife's side because they're from like Georgia, Florida, the, the border of Georgia, Florida. Like that's where they live. So they took me turkey hunting, and it was frightening and awful. And I secret and I secretly was rooting for the turkey because I didn't want the thing to get shot, and it got shot, and I was so sad. Like I was visibly like, this is awful. Like why would you do this? It's such an interesting experience hunting. You have to. I feel like. You just have to have a certain like something like in you that's okay with it because I just couldn't cross that line like I I'm not a vegetarian like I'll go and buy burgers and meat and stuff but it's already in plastic and everything like I can't look at its eyes there's a yes exactly there's a separation you yeah. know I have a I have a rat that's like not doing well right now and every day I give it like little cat food like what cat I make sure that it's like okay I couldn't shoot something like are you kidding <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's a weird separation because I was just thinking too. Um, I too saw a turkey get murked. I saw an unusually know? large turkey the other day. Yeah. No. I told the story before because wait, wait, tell it again. It was like its chest stood as tall as this pool. Wait, I kid you not. Where did you see the turkey? It was like a majestical fantasy. Where did you see the fucking turkey? On uh, Old Town Road. Okay. Turning off of one twelve. It was fucking huge. <laughs> I thought it was a statue to yeah. scare away other birds. <laughs> so I was like driving and I'm looking at it. its legs were like this fucking thick. And yeah. I'm looking like that's the weirdest statue I've ever seen. And then it moved yeah. straight, blew me away. It's the I almost pulled over to take a <laughs> <laughs> depot. I almost pulled over to take a picture and I'm still sad that I didn't. Oh my god. It probably would have killed you. Um, insanely large i didn't even know they run away from you they they they. we live back here in the woods and they're like they're everywhere like around here and deer I, we see deer all the time i had can i tell a turkey story i have a turkey yeah. story so we live in like a suburban neighborhood in, in in cincinnati we live in mount washington in cincinnati and we were and it's a pretty big development it's old it's finished since like the 70s my wife and i and the kids were walking around the the neighborhood one day because it was a beautiful like fall night and we went over, we walked by some guy's house and I, he had his garage like cracked open, his two car garage. And I kind of looked under there and I was like, what the fuck is that? And the old guy was sitting there smoking a cigarette and he's like, yep, 
I got 24 turkeys in there. And I'm like, okay, like what's your plan with these things? And he's like, well, I've been living in this neighborhood for 30 odd years and I figured I've taken so much from mother nature. So I plan on giving something back. And I was like, all right, well, what are you going to give back exactly? And he's like, I'm going to raise these birds and then I'm going to set them free out in the woods. Oh my God. (laughs) So he, his 24 turned into like 18 because some of them passed away living in his garage. So like he just took these turkeys and drove them out of the woods in his truck and let them out. And then At a wedding. four hours later, our neighborhood gets invaded by 19 <laughs> turkeys because they have no idea how to live out in the wild. And it was even on the news and shit, like the local news came down to take, <laughs> to take video of it because our neighborhood was invaded by like 20 turkeys. It was awesome. They came back, they found their way, they knew. Yeah, they- Kevin, they don't know how to live in the woods. They've been living in this guy's garage for like <laughs> three months. Like screw this, we ain't captive, motherfucker. They're, they're captive. <laughs> these things are captive. It was wild, dude. Like it, these birds were just walking all over our neighborhood. It was awesome. Is this the house? No, that's not the one. Keep going. <laughs> There's a neighborhood in San Diego where someone let out a couple of uh, green parrots, like yeah. tropical parrots, and that was like almost 20 years ago now. And now there's a flock of green parrots. Yeah. That's awesome. of parrots that are not native to San Diego in any way, but they live there in, in Ocean Beach. And you hear them and see them in like the palm trees. And shit. It's yeah. so we funny. have the same thing in Cincinnati. We have every spring, you know, it's springtime because we have these little wall lizards that come out. I forget what they're called, like Lazarus lizards or something. They're native to Italy. And if you look it up, what happened was like some kid in the 50s went to lived in Cincinnati, went to Italy and snuck two of them back in his luggage. And now they're fucking everywhere. (laughs) It's it's crazy. But it's so it's 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 weird because like you said, it's an invasive species. They have no real predator here. So I mean, like you can know when it's springtime because you'll be walking around in in your front yard and you'll hear in the in the in the grass and the leaves and you're like what the hell is that and then you know it's the little lizards that's when you know spring they're they're awesome they're the coolest things in the whole wide world i would love to meet one yeah we have like um, stuff like that as long as it's not dangerous and it's like hurting anyone yeah nope yeah we have frogs here that are nice to see those are (laughs) yeah yeah no they're all over the place we have baby geese that come oh that's cool so cute and they waddle behind their mom yeah the entire street will stop like on a busy road you know when the geese cross the road um and yeah, people Everyone's will like, honk it's like come on well, <laughs> <laughs> you go honk at the geese like they know what that is like, walk across the road and it makes me feel nice about humanity yeah 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 if you're honking at geese you're an asshole like that's just that's the be all end all of it and i hope neither one of you honk at geese but oh, if, no, no, no. yeah like that, let them do their geese thing they built the road on their fucking home. yeah freaking home Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I want to say about you two is that you are—you breathe the rarest of air in the comics industry because you have made a funny comic book. <laughs> Thank you. It's funny. It, it's very funny. It's um, uh, there is. I, I feel like Twitter in the comics industry has gotten so serious. You know, um, everyone takes themselves very seriously and you have made a genuinely one really good, but also hilarious book. And that's very unique. Well, Pat, actually there's two volumes of Metal Shark Bros. So what are you trying to say? 
The second one sucks. That's what he said. He no. said the second one's garbage. <laughs> the best part was your face like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, but it, thank you. And that means a lot. And I mean, writing comedy is difficult. It, I mean, it is. But I mean, Kevin and I kind of bounce jokes off each other. Um, we bounce. I joke, bounce, I joke bounces off my wife. I try to tell her some of the jokes. Like, that's what a good editor is for. Chaz Pangburn, who's been editing Metal Shark Pro since its inception, is also very good at kind of telling us which jokes work and which jokes jokes don't basically I mean, what he laughed at and what he didn't yeah, yeah. he'll so, put I mean, that in the in the, it, in the it script can, it can be rather difficult but i mean it's just you know it's just a matter of timing and ripping off really old simpsons references that people <laughs> just don't get anymore you know <laughs> isn't it crazy have you seen those articles or whatever about how the simpsons predict the future yes yes yeah all that shit <laughs> <laughs> That's like along the lines of like conspiracy theorism. I'd much rather believe that the Simpsons predicted the future than like QAnon is real. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yes. cool with that. Yeah, like I'll believe in that. I'm I'm cool with that. You know? Exactly. And I think I think the Simpsons have a better track record than QAnon probably does too. So. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's so crazy because like what I know about QAnon is that they'll make these crazy claims. It's almost as if like, um. It's cultish in that there are these like apocalypse cults where they're like the world's gonna end on this day and then it doesn't and the cult members stay, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what more do you need? Yeah, but, isn't that like the finish line there? Yeah. Because QAnon will, will be like on November 13th, Trump is going to out um uh Hillary Clinton as a toenail clipping stealing pedophile you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't happen and it's like oh we met november 13 in 2 years from now yeah or that <laughs> oh we we must uh, the 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 intel we received must have been falsified and blah blah but i mean when but that's the whole thing and i think <laughs> not to compare <laughs> comics audiences to qanon but in some way in some way when you get your audience to believe in you they will stay with you you know, it's kind of like with Metal Shark, bro. You just brought um, it right back around. That was good. Uh, dude, I'm good. You're a pro. You're I'm a pro. good at this shit, man. I'm, I'm not fucking around. But <laughs> it's like with it, yeah. you open the first page and if you go, all right, I'm good. Then whatever you then you can do as a storyteller, whatever you want from that point. If you if you can buy that a, 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 a guy fell in the ocean, got eaten by a shark and then all of a sudden served Satan, then no matter what else we do, the rest of the comic you're in. Yeah. Like demon donuts are acceptable. You know, all that stuff is... is You'll just and, go, okay. And that's part of the fun of the medium. You might as well push it as far as you can because if you get somebody at, at point A that's outrageous, you can go to point D, which is completely fucking bonkers, but they're going to go along with the ride because they're already bought in. Definitely. You know? So it's just a matter of kind of, uh, I guess, realizing your absurdity and just leaning into it as much well, as possible. I think that was also part of the first book for us was we were like, how far can we push ridiculousness? Like we were like, each of us would write a scene trying to be more ridiculous than the other uh, and be like, what if we did this? What if we did that? And then the more ridiculous that it got, the, that got heaped on there, we'd have to tone it back some to keep story sense happening. But then we just were like, what if we had a giant robot? What if, like, it was just like that. Like we were just like, what can we throw in that we love? Like, cause Bob and I both love Godzilla movies with, you know, robots fighting giant monsters in rubber suits. So we, we, we wanted to put that in there in some way. So it was more like, what can we throw in on top of what we already have? 
yeah. that's going to be okay. And the further we went along with it, we were like, well, all of this works. So like, just use it all. And think about the confidence that gives you as a storyteller where your audience is already bought in. So you can just kind of push it as far as you want, because like Kevin said, they're already here. You know, they're not going to leave. They're not going to read Metal Shark Bro Volume 2 halfway through and go, that's unbelievable, and put it down <laughs> and walk away because they're already invested in it. So you might as well just push it as far as you can. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's, um... That's what they did with Lost. Oh, yeah. People kind of like drew back from Lost when there was they're like... Pushing it. Pushing yeah. It, yeah. It. They, oh, they time, added elements. Time change pushed it. Yeah. Pushing it. Yeah. Yes, you might as well. Why not? You yeah. know? I freaking love the entire show. I think so, too. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be able to. I did as well. Ha have you guys, um, as collaborators, have you had any really vicious arguments? Mm, not really. I mean, Kevin and I... We don't always agree, but, but we find ways to work it out. Yeah. That's good. Um, and I mean, I think both of our personalities are kind of laid back to a sense that I mean, how vicious is it going to get, first off? And then second off, too, I mean, I think we understand it. we have to do what's best for the story. Yeah. There's a lizard right there. You can't see him, but he's right there. Um, here, Hello, let me see. Poppy. Hi, see, bud. See that thing moving on the ground right over there? See it? See it? No. Over by the brown box. Look right to no. your left. I don't see a brown box. I don't see a brown box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Now I think you're, you're not going to be able to see it because it's not. But yeah, he's over there in the sun. He just hey, buddy, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, because at the end of the day, like it doesn't really matter who the idea came from or, you know, that's my joke. That's my joke. As long as the book is better. Like that's the one thing I think people have a hard time understanding when you're working as a team. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the collective. It's not the individual. Like Kevin and I don't go through scripts and go, okay, that's my joke. That's your joke. That's my joke. Okay. At the end of this issue, I had 13 jokes and you only had 10 and my jokes were better. Ha ha ha. Like it ain't like that. It's all just, we're trying to do the best work that we can. So it doesn't really matter what the ideas come from. And as long as we make, an argument for or against i think that's rational and that comes from a place of we got to do this to make the book better then so be it yeah. you know that's good yeah I, I think that you know it shows a strength of character that you guys have been able to work together and to produce something of that level of quality i find that you know this industry is so is so uh it hinges on collaboration. You know, it's, mm -hmm. I had to learn how to be a better collaborator over time. Um, Amy will remember this. Uh, uh, and I'll say his name because he, he's a friend of mine. Um, but Larry Watts and I worked for a long time on a book called Robin Hood for Zenoscope. Um, and. Oh my God. <laughs> what? They're more adult than you in this story. I know. That's the fucking point of the story. All right, go ahead then. <laughs> hold on. We've been together a long time. Yeah, so the, uh, hold on. <laughs> this took place on the the train. The train, okay. So In a public place. Yeah. So Larry and I, you know, we've done conventions together. Public, public We're very good friends and to this uh, day. Yeah, to this day. Um there was a situation where uh, Zenoscope didn't give us a break between the uh, last arc of our miniseries. We did uh, three miniseries, and then we were going to do an ongoing series. We had been trying to do an ongoing series for Robin Hood for years at that point. 
Um, so it was a big win that we got that. And um, Larry wanted um, a few months break so he can catch up and do the full first arc. And Zenoscope wanted to go right from the mini to the ongoing. And I was like, can you do this? And he said, it's rough, but I'll try. And then it came time for issue two. And he was, said that he couldn't get it in by the deadline. And I... I lost my shit. <laughs> we were on the train and I was on the phone and I was like, okay, so when you say that you're not going to do issue two, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, I, I just, I really went in, you know, um, <laughs> do, do, do you want to give your side of the story? No, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> and yeah, I was just, I was incensed on the phone and I've since. And Pat, like two, let me interject. Okay. Even when you're not upset, your voice, your vocal box, it echoes. Like you have a loud, booming voice. Like we'll be sitting in a restaurant and he's just telling a story, but everyone can hear the story. <laughs> That's only when he's really excited, though, because I met him at a con and like there was nobody around, like really. That was early in the morning in Baltimore, and he was there was no one around, and he was he was normal. Oh yeah. But <laughs> but when he got excited, he got excited. He was loud because I said I'm gonna go. Too, but like yeah. you have a nice big voice like he uh, does I, I can imagine like you know you used to teach like bigger classes and things like that yeah. so you're loud so when <laughs> yeah. you're mad, it was even louder so like in the train it was like very loud yeah very loud i've but that that hasn't happened with me that often ever and, and i can't even i'm just talking shit because i'm literally <laughs> not allowed to because i am the queen of freakouts oh yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> And, and I've never, I never yell at you or ever. forget on you ever. Like, ever. Th well, that, that, that's because like we have great communication. Like, I'm not sure if you noticed this you earlier. Great communication. Well, I'm trying. No, no, you. <laughs> that's all you can do though. At the end of the day, verbally, yes, but we also have great like signals Intuition in some ways. Like, watch this. Earlier, you guys might might not have seen this, but earlier, Amy put her fucking blazing hot arm behind my back, like she was putting her arm around me. Very sweet gesture, uh, uncomfortable. Okay, so no, he doesn't like it that long. what I did instead of saying, "Can you remove your arm?" I just lean back and crush your arm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. I thought you guys were just being sweet. You were yeah. my whole like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times, his mom on the phone was like, "Oh my god, you're so mean! Like you're such a bully! Like poking fun at you." And you too. Yeah, and I say it too, but like that's just how you we are. No, no, I mean you're a bully. Yeah, like, yeah, that's just how we oh, are. He's oh, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I'm a bully. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to, I mean, Kevin and I have never really freaked out on each other. But when we, when we were what thirteen days into the first Metal Shark Bro Kickstarter with Walter Osley, the co-creator and artist and real genius of Metal Shark Bro. I mean, let's be honest, Walter is a fucking art machine. Mm. Um, we had a three-way call. Kevin, myself, and Walter, and I went fucking nuts. Which usually uh, now I the, went let me preface it. Let me nuts. preface it. But hang on, let me I was in the church. I was in the parking lot of a church with my kids at music lessons, and I went fucking insane. What a time. Wait, how so? Like what did you say? Wait, look, before he gets to that, I'm gonna preface it because because yeah. he, I, he's gonna tell it accurately. But what 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 happens is usually I'm the 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 crazy angry one. 
yeah. he's usually the voice of reason in the mediator. So we switched roles in this situation. Yeah. Go ahead now. Um, it was over, I mean, because um, I don't know how much you remember about the first Kickstarter campaign, probably not anything, but we had a $24,666 goal. I actually okay. do remember that, yeah, yeah. And Walter, uh, Kevin, Walter, and myself had been associates at that point for all of... Four months total. Four I, months. I knew Walter from yeah. Heroes, but we, we didn't know, know each other. We hadn't been in a working relationship, so it was right. just a matter of trust. It was a matter of how do I know that if we get this money, you are going to pay me to do the work? Because it was just a matter of how much we were going to kind of, you know, without playing too much kind of inside baseball, but it was just a matter of money. And when you're talking about that matter of money with people that you don't necessarily know and or trust all that much, yeah. it can get dicey because Walter has his own career that he's worried about. Yes. And maintaining. And we had our own careers that were kind of, uh, uh, I guess, budding at the time. So it was just a matter of we were saying the exact same thing to each other, but we didn't know each other. Yeah. You know, it was just a matter of like, well, how are we going to do this? And then once we had that blow up, everything was cool. But yeah, dude, I went fucking nuts. I had to mediate and be like, hold on, you guys are saying the same thing, just with different words. It was just a matter of trust. Because was, Walter, didn't, Walter didn't know us and we didn't know him. When, you know? When, I knew what you were saying because I've known you for longer. So I was like, I get what he's saying. When I, when I was like, Walter, explain this part. So then when he did, I was like, you guys are saying the exact same thing. And then, and to be honest with you, man, after that moment, it's been smooth sailing. Mm -hmm. and Wait, hold on, hold on. I want a little bit more context here. Okay. <laughs> can we play this out? I'll be Walter and you be you on the phone. Oh, dude, I don't even think it would take a lot to get me to that point. <laughs> he was, like, he I was, was cursing. He was I cursing was at Walter. Hot. I was hot. I, I was threatening to cancel the Kickstarter. And he like, goes, fuck it. I'll just cancel it right now. I don't even yeah, give it a was, shit. Why, was, why would he even do this if it was going to be like this? Yeah, I was like, was, calm down. You calm down. Walter would start talking when he would – get him calm, and then Walter would start talking. But Walter was calm. He was just like, I get what you're saying. But like Walter's very like even keel. Like He's very like – if you watch his Kickstarter, his, his videos on YouTube, or whatever, he's very like that on the phone too. Yeah. So he was like that. He was very like, yeah, well, I, I, I see what you're saying, but like, I'm just not. And, and thing is, he was he was exactly right. How does he know that we're not? He didn't know me from Adam. He doesn't know Kevin from you know Jack shit the fucking ragman. How does he know that? <laughs> how does he know that we're not just gonna walk out with this money and go on vacation and never be seen again? Yeah. You know, so I mean, his point was completely valid. And our point was the exact same, but it was just like, oh, you don't trust me? Well, fuck off. You know what I'm saying? And it got hot. It got hot. But like I said, after that, it's been a treat because Walter knows what we're about. We know what he's about. And I will work with Walter anytime ever because he's the best guy in the whole wide world. You know, he's a guy who's going to put in the work to get it done and it's going to look beautiful. Dude, that makes, are you eating ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I just noticed. Oh, she's got that Carvel, son. Mm. This was so nice because my coworker, there's a Carvel next to the doctor's office I work in. And my coworker, when I came back from my lunch yesterday, walked next door with me and got me ice cream for my birthday. Well, happy birthday. Hey, happy birthday. Um, yes, happy birthday. Yeah. Yes, I'm mm -hmm. eating ice cream. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Nope. You should eat ice cream on your birthday. Mm -hmm. That conversation from your uh, fire. Bob, Walter's calmness, that is exactly how it played out with me and Larry. Exactly. <laughs> it makes me feel less crazy, you know? Well, because I mean, it's something that you believe in and it's something that you're passionate about. So you're not going to, your passion is going to blind you 
Yeah. Well, it shined through, like, because I said that. I was like, hold on. I know Bob, Walter, and Bob's not trying to, like, curse at you or come at you. So, like, don't think of it like that. He's just heated because, like, he wants this to work. Right. And, and then Bob said, yes. But then he, I could tell he was steaming over there still. So then, like, so trying to mediate that was, was kind of a crazy situation because I'm not usually the one that mediates anything. Usually I'm the one that's hot and, and getting, like, angry um, before he does. Because usually I'm the more hot-headed one between the two of us. Because, um, like, for example, we had a different artist on Metal Shark Bro, and um, I got hotter about something with that before he did. He was like, no, we don't need to do all that. We'll just tell them that we don't need them to draw it anymore since they don't have the time to do it. But I was more angry than he was about the whole situation. I was more like, well, fuck that then. Fuck that dude. Like, that's how I, <laughs> I, I go like that. I couldn't picture anyone else drawing it. Me neither. And like, yeah. we can, sh we have pages. We have like two pages of the original art and Walter's stuff is just such a different tone. It plays so much better to the book. And I mean, you know, I, it all kind of happened for a reason. So thanks. You know Can what I'm saying? It was and I'll bleep it out. Um, I'll tell you later. It's okay. probably nobody you know. Um, and he's a great dude. Like there's yeah, nothing he, against him. Like I would work with this guy again on a different project, but it was just a completely different tone. It was a completely diff different feel. And, and it, was it was also taking too long. Yeah, And it was a case of this guy, he was a pro who had pro work who wanted to do different things, but he couldn't pull himself away from the pro work because that's where he was making his money. Mm -hmm. So you, you get it too at the end of the day. I mean, cause at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to make money doing this. And like, am I going to take um, a six page pitch and try something out? Or am I going to take a licensed gig from a publishing company that's going to pay me as soon as the work is done? I mean, Zen Bob goes, calm down, calm down. We'll figure it out. It's yeah. not a big deal. Cause I was freaking out then. I was like, fuck that dude. And but it worked. It worked fuck out. Fuck the horse he rode in on and it, fuck his, <laughs> fuck that. And I was like, that's how I was rolling. And it worked out, for, it worked out for the best. Yeah. You know? Where we have a pretty cool thing going on, like a, a little project that we're excited about and everything. And we, we started working on it and everything, but the person that we're working with is getting really good gigs right now and working on things that obviously. What project? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That obviously are going to pay her better and things like that, right? You can't, I'm, yeah. That's the thing. The thing about that, too, though, is, I mean, at some point, you have to look at, like, a rising tide kind of raises all ships. Yeah. You know, like. Be there when she's ready to do it, too, is the thing. Right. Like, yeah. Not, you know, like, it's just. We're working with a dude right now um, on a pitch who's got another thing with another publisher that's already been greenlit. So like we're stoked for him because he gets to get this greenlit book with a hot writer that's going to be out on a major, you know, a major uh, imprint. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a major thing. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. So that's cool. We're super excited for that dude. But I mean, it's a part of it selfish because Hey, he wants to work with us. So cool. So now we're attached to that guy who's attached to this guy. It's like, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon almost at some point, you know? Good. Yeah, no, right. th that, that is how it works. You know, mm -hmm. I, um, uh, and plus too, on the side of, you know, having an understanding that an artist might take a, a different gig is that I know that publishers take a long time to provide a pitch. So of course an artist is going to have multiple things, uh, yeah. you know, iron, irons in the fire. Um, so yeah, I have also had to learn how to not take it personally when an artist ends up not being able to do my book, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
Uh, now it's getting a little bit late. I have to get Ben and Jerry over here up to work. Um, <laughs> but is there anything else that you guys wanted to cover? And I'll, I'll also have links for all your stuff down below for people to explore. Oh, that's cool, man. Thank you. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. our Kickstarter wrapped up yesterday. Uh, we funded, so that's awesome. Uh, we're enjoying our success from that. Tomorrow I'll start working on the, uh, the surveys and all that stuff and, and getting this thing rolling. But no, dude, I mean, I don't think there's anything else, man. We're good to go. Yeah. We have what? Um, I'm sorry, Amy, go ahead. No problem. I was just saying it's really nice to meet you guys, and it was really sweet to see your kids. Yeah, my kids are pretty great. They're they're wonderful little human beings. That's great. Um, but yeah, we have. Um, it is great well, to meet you. We have the Stairway Anthology that's coming out. Um, yes, we have that through, through Top Cow. Image uh, Top Cow. I didn't yeah. know that you guys were in that. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a cool story. We'll oh, tell you about okay. it. That's awesome. Here's uh, we can do that real fast. We can do that real fast. Talk about that story real fast. Yeah. Uh, we'll tell later. Let's. Uh, so we got that coming out in what? Uh, um, October. October. Yeah. So that'll be out in October. The Ninja Nuns uh, Scout picked that up for us, so we're gonna put that out. I think that'll be out in November. In and December, then yeah. the yeah. Metal Shark Bro Volume Two. Uh, that'll be out in October as well. So we just got we got a lot of stuff working. That's 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 Does a good feeling. Have anything to do with the staircase? What? I don't think so. <laughs> true crime story oh no it's about the stairway was a top cow book they did about the afterlife so um in that they had uh like an anthology thing uh on their kickstarter so we we pledged to that and so we got into that to do uh at first i think it was a 10 page story but they shortened it to like six so we wrote a 10 page story we shortened it to six um and then uh we got christian debari to draw ours because we love chris um, he's the he's best dude yeah, and, and we did like a horror thing, which is not normally um, the genre we dip our toes into, but we did it just to be, to, to we, we had some, we have some horror things, and a lot of the stuff we have that's, that's horror is more like campy B-horror, because we both love like Army of Darkness, Evil Dead stuff, that's, that's more the, the genre that we would lean to with our silliness, um, but this was actually particularly an idea we had, because we wanted to do something kind of like, um, did you ever read the old Savage Sword of Conan books when you were a kid? Like the old big magazine size joints of Marvel Boyzman? Yeah, I love those things. That worked, but I didn't read yeah. them. Uh, okay. I mean, it, it's weird because it's one of those things that I remember getting when I was a kid. And this is, I'm just going to be totally honest about, about, about my reasons for getting it. I was like a 10-year-old kid and I'd walk up to the drugstore. They sold them on the rack. And I could get one or one or two Savage Sword of Conans for what I'd normally get like five or six regular comics for. But like there'd be like a Joe Jesco com a drawing on the cover. It could be a Joe Jesco art, like which is which is really hot painted art. Like it was nice. Uh, and it would be like a girl's big boobs in Conan. So I was like, <laughs> I'm twelve, I'm getting the big boob book. That's what's happening. Yep. I'm ten you know, I'm ten, I'm getting the yeah, I'm just being real. Like so like that's what I would do. I would get the savage sort of Conans, but then they'd be in black and white and then the interior art would be some by somebody different like Ernie Chan. Um but then like no matter what what which one you got, it wouldn't matter because it's just whatever's in there is the story. Yeah. Like so them. you didn't need the next one. Yeah, yeah so. that is like Xenoscope in that like people the will judge them based on the covers, but the interiors are just a regular story. And, yeah. And the covers are trying to like, you know, trying to find the young Kevins. You and know? to me, it's their collector's item in themselves like the people that like those pictures and stuff they'll go and they spend money and oh, yeah. sometimes they don't even open the book or whatever they just want that it's like collecting coins or something or yeah. collecting artwork yeah it's like collecting breast coins they yeah, love yeah. yeah. And we kevin and i have joked about doing titty shark bro to make that money you know i mean 
it is what it is, but I mean, I'm not going to knock what anybody does. I mean, as long as they're happy doing it, who gives yeah. a shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, and, and when I say that, I don't mean it like as to why, like, I wouldn't have been introduced to Savage Sword of Conan without those covers, but like, we, I grew to love the fact that it was just yeah. like a story, like, and then whatever you read next is just wherever he is at the moment doing whatever he's doing next. And you didn't have to like read the last story. Sometimes you did. There was a couple like twos, like where you'd have to get both of them to get the whole thing. Um, but it wasn't very often that that happened. So like we were talking about doing something like that that was serialized, but serialized in a way where like if you got to do five or six issues of it, they'd all be different periods in these in this guy's life who are like hunting demons in colonial America, basically is what it is. Like basically the idea was like um, the pilgrims are actually devil worshippers. And that's why they got kicked out of England. They came over here um, and they had, to, it took them time to enact their plans of what they wanted to do with the new world. It, and they actually, it started to happen when the colony started to develop. So, and all these demons got unleashed and uh, the dudes that are fighting the demons are two outsiders, which would be a, a Hessian mercenary uh, and a uh, Buffalo soldier. That's cool. Nice. Nice, man. I like retakes on history. Yeah, I look forward to reading all the stuff that you guys do. Do you ever plan on doing solo stuff or are you like uh, mm. a fully married team? Because I, I see you guys sort of like as the uh, Snoop and Dre of comics. You know? <laughs> Who's who? Oh, no, I mean like <laughs> comics is, comics are more fun working with someone else, you know, and we can get more done this way, you know, like. We've done stuff apart before and we have more fun doing it this way. Yeah, you know, I think your, your ideas become kind of fully realized and Kevin will, you know, I'll have a, something that I'll run by him and he goes, yeah, that's cool, but what about this? You know, so we just kind of, it's it's always kind of a fun game to play, you know. Uh, I enjoy the process of it more. And, I, and as you were mentioning earlier, like the collaboration thing, it is difficult, but like Kevin was in a band forever. Um, I worked in commercial radio with three other people in a room. So again, at the end of the day, like it's it's like a game of tennis. You're just hitting the ball back and forth. Uh, and and the idea kind of grows and gets better as as it kind of comes. And sometimes around. we have like really separate ideas that we just smosh together into like one cohesive idea. Like he might be on this like let's do this sci-fi thing, but like what if we do this sci-fi thing mixed with like horror and then we mush it together and like make a thing out of that. Like horror mm -hmm. can't be horror sci-fi. Like th there's nothing out there like that. Let's try that. Like totally. yeah, I mean one. Two, three into the four. Oh my God. Bob Friends and Kevin Cup is at your door. Wow. <laughs> so back on up. Because we know we're about to fuck shit up. All right, That's you guys. Right. Thank you for doing thank this. You. Pat, thank you, man. Thank, thank you, you for having us Amy. on. You have to come back on Word Bros. Yeah, come back on with, Word Bros. With Amy. Amy, bring Amy. We're, we're ready for fucking tonight, you guys. Oh my God. No, I can't because I'm recording my Star Trek podcast tonight. Maybe oh it, we need guests, though. So. That's awesome. <laughs> he, he's a total nerd. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. How do you do this? How, how, how do I do it? Steve Lee. There we go. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give clips some over her. I love you. Um, I, I'm just letting you know. I was about to fart, and then it ended up not being one, and I stopped it in the last fucking minute. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you preface that with I love you? <laughs> Space between.